Hey y'all, I know many of you have been talking about sleep issues, falling asleep, staying asleep. Well, I wanted to turn you on to these amazing podcasts that I've been listening to from the Women's Meditation Network. My friend and woman podcaster, Katie Cremenso has created this amazing network of guided meditations and music through her expanding network of podcasts. They currently have 11 different meditation podcasts available to you. Their intentions are that you are able to use their meditations to calm down, sleep better, and feel less stressed. I'll be honest, I can't even get to the end of the podcast before I'm out. Now, not only are there sleep meditations, but also morning meditations, affirmations, and there's even a healing meditation for women podcast guided by my good friend, intuitive medium, Reiki master, Tina Conroy. This woman's network will help you enjoy the meditation experience easily. Tune in and discover the messages that can come forward for your soul's journey. The link for the Women's Meditation Network will be in the show notes. Welcome to the Empowered Spirit Show. This is your host, Terry Ann Hyman. I'll explore the connection to the human spirit in a way that helps to navigate your life, including crisis. I am passionate about helping you to open up to your intuition and the metaphysical world of spirit to find your confidence in your own inner guidance. Take a pause, be inspired, learn ways to show up focused, centered, and more dynamic in your everyday life. Welcome back to the Empowered Spirit Show. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining me today. This episode is being brought to you by Forecast Salon, located in Homewood, Alabama. Forecast is a hair salon on a mission to shape a movement in the beauty industry, focusing on education, fashion, and creativity. Forecast strives to train stylists with the latest in education to provide their guests with the latest trends. Follow them on Instagram at Forecast Salon or find them online with their new online store at ForecastSalon.com. As this podcast goes to air, I am so excited to announce that I have sold my house and I found a place out near Joshua Tree. OMG, it's a dream. Yeah, haha, April Fool. It is April 1st today, but not a fool really. I do have a dream and it is heading me that way. That's the thing. Dreams start with being inspired in spirit. And then we take the actions, follow the energy and allow for it to unfold. It does require standing in your truth, which is the subject on today's episode. So here we are coming into this first full moon of spring on April 5th. It's in Libra bringing some air to our fire. And this full moon opens us up into the ancient religious energies, also known as the Paschal Moon, the first full moon after the spring equinox as the date for which Easter is set. And in Jewish tradition, the name is the Passover moon and marks freedom from Egypt. So yes, big energy, lots of light shining down on all of us, on your individual freedom, to stand in your truth, to practice what you believe in, and to have that freedom come forward. The Libra vibration ruled by Venus helps you connect with your heart and communicate with others from this place. And on this full moon, it's important to have some boundaries around your heart, your mind, and energy. These boundaries aren't meant to be harsh, but rather protect your peace. Libra helps us to understand the impact of our relationship on the soul's mission that we come in for. 
Boundaries help create and maintain inner harmony. When we allow others to affect our energy, emotions, and thoughts, we lose control over our peace. We stop defining the vibration we live in and instead absorb from others the vibrations around us. A lack of boundaries can look like many things. It may be saying yes when you really mean no. It may look like people-pleasing or being afraid of upsetting someone. It may also look like oversharing emotional issues with people who aren't supportive or feeling like you're a dumping ground for other people's emotions. Do you know what I mean? A lack of boundaries can make you feel a bit annoyed almost all the time, and you may get angry easily. Anger is often a sign that your boundaries are being invaded. You may be angry at another for crossing them or angry at yourself for not upholding these agreements. As you move through this full moon, Become aware if you need more boundaries between yourself and others. Boundaries do require balance and the Libra moon can help you with that. It's those energy drains that you want to stop so that you can monetize your energy. Yes, I have launched this new online course and already loving this group. It's never too late to join into my Energy Mastery Sanctuary. You can find more about this on my website at terryannhyman.com. Not really sure how to begin your spiritual practice? Reach out and schedule a complimentary spiritual upgrade call with me and let's figure out the number one thing you can do to get you started on this path. In today's episode, I'm very excited to bring this interview forward. It's all about being vulnerable, breaking the expectations we put on ourselves and finding that truth within. So inspiring. My guest is Leah Zakara. She totally changed from what appeared to be the perfect life, perfect is in quotes, to admitting she wasn't happy. But instead of just complaining about it, she allowed herself to be vulnerable and make the move into a completely different life for herself and has created a different success. One with vulnerability, truth, and inner freedom. She wrote a book, a memoir called Seen. Before we get into this very inspiring interview, let's take a moment to pause and breathe and set an intention for your dreams to come forward. So wherever you are, if you can, close your eyes. Taking a nice deep inhale, bringing that breath all the way up the body. And exhale, bringing that breath all the way back down. Slowing down, centering. Inhaling, breathing up the body. And as you exhale, call all your energy into you call in your spirit feel that alignment of your spirit right on top of the physical body take another deep breath and as you exhale dropping right into the heart right into the very center of your heart feel that connection your spirit the greater spirit source creator god Feel that connection. Know that you are known. Know that you are loved and supported. 
allowing all this energy to come in around you. As we call in the masters, the teachers, the archangels for joy and love, the crystal beings for amusement and amplification, call in your own spirit guides, feeling all this energy coming in around you as you take a moment, honoring the energy of this full moon, the season of spring, as I teach in the medicine where we find ourselves facing the direction of the east, where the sun rises each and every day, where we renew that spirit within us. Taking a moment and noticing your intentions for your dreams, dreams you want to plant and allow yourself to feel and hear and see and know these intentions and let it radiate out from your heart these elevated emotions of joy, abundance, peace, freedom, releasing the attachment and just setting that energy all around for you in these directions to support you on your path to the east, the south, the west, and the north, above you, below you, right into the very center, holding that vibration, allowing that third eye to open to shine light for these dreams for you to follow. Inhaling and exhaling all the way down deep into the earth, grounding, centering, bringing your awareness back, blinking the eyes open, coming back. So my guest today, Leah Zakara, inspires people to live their truth and to be who they are truly meant to be. She leads from the mindset of abundance. Her passion is building community, bringing together people through yoga. Her mission is community, growth, discovery. Leah is an accountant turned entrepreneur. She was a CPA working in corporate America for 15 years with a master's in taxation. She went through a personal transformation and in that process found yoga. She opened her first studio, Hot Yoga Queen Anne, in 2009, her second studio, Shifa Yoga Roosevelt, in 2013 in Seattle, Washington, and her third yoga studio, Shifa Yoga Venice, in March 2020 in Venice, California. She plans to open more studios through personal ownership and boutique franchising. She has also created Sindatsu Evolution, which holds teacher and leadership training. She leads international yoga retreats across the world. Her book, titled Scene, a memoir, was published and released October 2018. In her free time, she loves to dance, travel, and go to the movies with her daughter. So let us welcome Leah to the show. Welcome, Leah. 
Hi, good to see you. Good to see you too, and great to meet you. I'm so excited to talk about your story. I've heard so many great things from our friend Lauren about you, and I just really wanted to see more of what you're about. And I have to admit, I spent the entire day in pajamas reading your book page after page, written really nice and very inspiring. It really is. Your book scene, it really, really is empowering. So I do want to talk to you a little bit about that and the life change, the life struggles, the life lessons. How shall we look at it that you've been through to be where you are now? Yeah. Yeah. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Excited to share. Yeah. My book is a tell-all. It's my, it's my first memoir. The reason why I wrote that book actually was I wanted to be able to reach people that may not make it into the yoga room. And um, because I'm on a mission to uh, for everybody to to live free and live their truth. And interestingly enough, you know, things never typically end up end up the way that you plan them to be. (laughs) But so a lot of my readers actually ended up being the people in my communities. And then it kind of spiraled out from there. Um, But one of the beautiful things about that is that it really was this permission for people to, to, to be seen, right? That's what my book is called. It's, it's, it's seen. And, you know, when I allowed myself to share my story and step into that, that fire of vulnerability and really let myself be seen, it really did elevate everybody to do the same. And also just really created a deep level of, of compassion and connection because my story is not, I didn't cure cancer. I didn't like climb the highest mountain. I have a life that, you know, a a lot of people resonate with. Right. So that was a big kind of aha of like, oh my gosh, me too. And so often I think people feel so alone in their struggles and they keep them really hidden. And that's what it was about is like, no, let them be seen. And we all see that we are all going through the same things and we all have, these struggles that, that, that we're not alone in, you know, and a lot of us, especially if you're from, you know, the Western world and how we are conditioned in the Western world, like we all kind of have the same programming that of course there's going to be that resonation of like, oh yeah, me too. You know, I was, I was taught this and this and this, and this wasn't true for me. Right. So that's the way it was for me. I was taught the way to happiness was get a good education, get a good job, get the house, car, the kid, the dog, and you're going to be happy. And that wasn't true for me. It wasn't true for me. And what a story, because a lot of people, and I know a lot of my clients, they come to me and they're like just so depressed and they're so anxious with life and stressed out, but that's what they're doing. And they feel stuck. They're holding that job or they're carrying the weight of their family on them. And it's like, yeah, they can't figure out how to get out. And I know you had to go through that to get where you are now. Like you had a corporate job. You were living that role you thought you had. And that's where a lot of people fall in. They're just too caught. Yeah. Well, that's what happens is that, you know, we spend years and years and years getting to that precipice. Right. And, you know, I I had like the output picture of the American dream. Right. And, you know, I had the name on the door, the six figure income. I had everything that looked like perfect to the, the societal conditioning. And, and, and that's really hard to leave. Right. Because we then attach to an identity around that too. And then we also get attached to the investment of time and money that we spent to get there. 
So then we were like, well, I can't leave now because of all this time, all this money, my kids, but all the things that I've built around me, all the, all of it. Yeah. I can't leave it. And so people stay and they stay and they stay and they stay. And they wonder, like you said, like why they're unhappy, why they're in um, relationships that are stagnant or stuck and like they, they feel lifeless. And that's how I felt. And until I found yoga and yoga was really the thing, the turning point that woke me up and allowed myself because I was in such a grind. Um, my, you know, really my dysfunction was control. And so I was living a really controlled, rigid life just because it was buried underneath the trauma of, of what I was trying to cover up. And so society looked at it like, oh, she's like a go-getter. She's got everything going on. But ultimately I was miserable, right? Because I was trying to just keep everything so perfect and so controlled. So nobody would leave me. Right. Mm -hmm. So I would lose nothing because that was my root issue of like abandonment from my family stuff. And so, yeah, so I had to wake up to what was real for me and yoga, yoga, yoga did that yoga quieted my mind long enough to let the truth come to the surface where I could lose control, right? Like be in the, just be me, be myself. And one day after yoga, I was just like, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. I have to change my life. And let me tell you what people thought when I, when I was straight crazy, right? Because again, I had that output picture of the American dream of I had it all together. And they, people really couldn't understand. They thought that I was having like a midlife crisis at the age of 30, <laughs> you know, because I wanted to leave my life. Um, and I did, and I did it in a big way. Like I was just like, I'm, I'm out of here. Like I got, I got to go. And I, and I got to really, really, really find my truth. And I have to strip myself away from this conditioning and I have to be free. And ultimately that's what I did. And I opened up my yoga studio, my first yoga studio after two years, I wasn't a yoga teacher, but I, that is where I truly found my truth and what I wanted to help facilitate and help people going forward because, and it was a beautiful thing because, uh, you know, I didn't have an idea or a way. And I was, I was coming into my own freedom that that became my mission is like, I am not going to tell you to be who you are. I am not going to tell you how to be. I, you are enough as you are, you belong here, share your gifts, be yourself. And really that has been what has developed my whole brand over the last 15 years of opening and having yoga studios. Yeah. And you've said so much there, but I would say that's probably why you've been able to sustain it because even in the whole yoga community, it can get a little intense and it can get a little yeah. guru focused and a little bit, oh my God, the truth's yeah. here. I mean, I was in the Kundalini world and that whole truth broke apart. I actually stepped away from yoga. I really did. That was, it was COVID going on. It shut down. I was in, my healing studio was in a yoga studio that shut down. I went away from COVID. The only thing I was really was sitting in nature and doing Reiki. That was about the only things I was doing. But I will say I started to see my body fall apart from not having yoga. 
mm-hmm. like pushing mm-hmm. up with my shoulders and not using a core. So yeah, that started me right back down that way. <laughs> but I teach what I call an energy yoga. I bring my energy medicine because I am first and foremost an energy medicine teacher, but I bring energy into my yoga classes, right? And I do talk about energy. But I think that, you know, having your personality, and I did want to go back for a moment because in your book, I mean, how you said it right now, you made it sound like, oh, it just happened. But in your book, you share like the ups and downs and everything you went to, almost losing the lease, getting the lease and having the partners, not having the partners, like all that back and forth and the perseverance and should I open it and then open another one. And there was so much of that going forward. But the thing that I love so much, I actually took so many notes, I have to say, but like you learned from your lessons and you kept honoring those lessons and you weren't like apologizing for those lessons and you kept learning from them. And you even said at one point, like you you learned how the hardness of those lessons opened you up and you even became like the queen of hard conversations. Like you learned how to get in there and ask those questions. And I think that's just such an important thing for people to hear that we do have to get into some of that grit and really see what that passion is. And I think that your book really showed that, that you did keep going, you did keep going. And that is really amazing and really applaud you because I will say I have seen more yoga studios go out of business, right? Especially during the COVID period, some have maintained, others have opened up, some have shut down. And I'll say for the yoga studio I'm at, I'll give Stephen a, a shout out because he has that same philosophy, like you be you. Yeah, Stephen from the yoga circle. That's who that's the yoga studio I'm teaching at now. Right. And he he was looking for teachers to help come back in. Like, all right, Stephen, I do this energy yoga. He was the first person to ever let me teach Reiki in his studio. And he was a hot yoga studio mm-hmm. here in Birmingham. Yeah. He was a hot yoga studio, but he's like, you know, you do you, right? Yeah. And it carries through. Yeah. Yeah. So you also talk about how this work has led you to also to like doing some work with Lulu and being in leadership roles and speaking more. So there's so much that can come out of it. Where do you find now with everything we went through? Because this published right before COVID? It was published in 2018. So yeah. catch us up a little bit. Catch us up. Yeah. A little bit. yeah. You know, I really believe that um, this first memoir, this first book that I wrote really prepared me for what was to come (laughs) because, uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm a big believer that preparation, you know, we don't just, we don't jump out of the womb and start running, right. We learn how to crawl and scoot. And then we learn to hobble around and then we learn to walk and then we learn to run. Right. And it's just the similar experience that, I had with opening my first two, you know, leaving my corporate life, opening my first studio, then my second studio. And then I, after my second studio and how that whole story ends, I'm not going to give the punchline on the end. I don't don't know if you you even finished my book, but how the story ends, I, you know, it, it ends with a pretty traumatic event. And so here I was in another place of transformation And so that is when I decided I wanted to go to California. That's where I always wanted to be ever since I was a little girl. And um, I don't know why it was just innate in me. I wanted to be by the ocean and I ended up coming here and just lo and behold, I fell in love. And I didn't think that I wanted to open another yoga studio. Um, But the universe was like, oh no, 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 no. This is, this is your purpose. This is your Dharma in life. And so it was really loud. So I was like, okay, I get it. I'm I'll look into this. So I just started to go around and look for um, 
look at look at what the yoga scene was in LA. And I was like, does LA really need mm-hmm. another yoga studio? Like you hear all right. the stories, right? About LA. But I went around and I was like, whoa, I'm really needed here. I'm really needed because again, yoga had become so corporate. And so there was a lot of, again, divisiveness around this is the one way you do things. This is the the way to the path. This is the set sequence, all that. And again, my brand is not that. My brand is be who you are. Like we honor everything. Find what you need. Yoga is movement and breath and, and, and energy. energy, right? It doesn't, it's not about the, an energy, right? And it's not about the pose. It's the internal journey, right? Of how we open up and transform and how we find our, our truth. And so I, I'm just like, I'm needed here. I, I have to do this. So um, there was a really famous yoga studio in LA called Exhale. And it had all of the great teachers that taught there. And it was actually on my bucket list to go there someday, but it closed and it closed about 10 years ago. And so as I journeyed through and, but that was kind of this Mecca of like dynamic, creative freedom, you know, it was like this giant place. So for a year and a half, as I looked for yoga studios, I, I went and I said, I want to be the next exhale. And I finally, about a year and a half later, I I ran a, a, a workshop and a woman that came and took my workshop said, you should come to where I work. It's called industry, but it used to be exhale. And I was like, ah, I got to go check this out. This is the place that I wanted to, I wanted to go. And so I went three days later and I was like, wow, this place is amazing. It was a spin studio now. So the energy wasn't right, but I was, I could see, I could feel the magic that was once in there. And, you know, and I was like, wow, amazing. And then, and then literally three days later, I get an email that industry, that space is closing. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I literally manifested this space of exhale, you know? And so I was on within 15 minutes, I was on the phone with the landlord and I started lease negotiations. And so that is my now third studio is in LA at this former exhale, which is a giant center. It's a, it's a community center and it was so needed. And I opened that studio March, 2020. I was on a plane from Seattle to do my grand opening in LA, we went on lockdown and oh man, it was the test of my life. And I got locked in, in, in California. So I had two studios up in Seattle. Still, I had my third studio in California and I, I dug deep. I dug so deep. I did whatever I could to keep my studios open. And I did. And because I came at it from a place of, of really intuitive space of like, what does the community need? How can I continue to persevere? So, so all those little tests that I had along the way with my first book and leaving corporate America first studio and all the things, it brought me to this precipice of like holding it down, like holding it down in a way that I wouldn't have been ready for had I not had all those previous experiences. And so, you know, here I am, this girl from Seattle. I don't have, I don't, I don't know LA, but like I knew my purpose. I knew my mission and I knew that people needed community and yoga and I did whatever it took to stay open. And I did. And it's, it's flourishing now it's flourishing. I mean, I had people falling in my arms crying like this place is saving my life because I was one of the only people that stayed open. Like, 
I, I, you know, we fortunately had a beach close by, so we did a lot of outdoor yoga and all those things, but, but we really did like, I, I pushed the envelope. I, I really led from intuition and I was just like, I'm going to get, let people have freedom and choice and we're going to come together and we're going to do this in a, in a way that, that really um, was brave. It was brave and nobody else was doing it. And, and now I, I see the fruits of it and, and people really needed it. So it's really an amazing story. It is. Actually, it's like the manifestation and the purpose of it all. It's like, it's, it's mind blowing. Actually. It's, it's very divine. It's, it's like, I want to come sit next to you, sister. <laughs> right? like, oh, good girl, let's share this. I mean, I do think it's awesome. Yeah. And like I said, I know here in Birmingham, the ones that have closed and those that have opened and even in New York, I know one of the studios yeah. there, you know, sweet home or what was it? Home sweet home. Like they're, you know, it's like, yeah, like not all of them have made it, you know? And so I do find that fascinating and I just find it, you know, I think it has to do with community. And I think also too, I mean, you said in your book, you love people, you love helping, you want to hear yeah. what they have to say. And I think that has a lot to do with it. You know, yeah. letting people be heard and giving them that space to be in. And how could I give up? I mean, like I said, I had literally people falling in my arms, crying to me every day, like that, that space was helping like to stay in the yoga practice and have a community that felt safe was saving their life. You know, like, how would I, how could I give up? I wasn't going to let my own fears and my own attachments. I have, I, I have bigger service than that. Like I really was being led by the divine. I, I had so many deaths of ego. Like I had to lay so much down and I had to listen. And every time I laid down any attachment or expectations, I, I was spoken to that like I would wake up in the morning and I don't know why it was always every morning. It was like a loudspeaker of intuition of like, this is where you go next. And I was like, okay, I don't know why this doesn't make sense. I would never do this, but this is what is being told to me through my intuition, through God, through the divine. I have to do it. And I did. And it was so scary, but I was like, I would rather die like in physical form, you know, then die in my spirit. I, I took so many years to strip myself from all the conditioning and all the fears of conformity and like all that stuff. I was like, I, I'm not doing it again. I'm going to fight for something. I'm going to stand for something. And I did. And, and you did. And I did. Yeah, it is. It's so inspiring. Right. And I just had a note here. I wanted to read. I forget what it is now. Page 141. It's like mess is my story. Do you know what I'm going to read? Oh, yeah. You know, I cannot believe that you're, you're, you're bringing this up right now because it's an inspiration for the week right now is that my tests are my testimony. So my messes are my are my mission. My oh, actually, I did see that. Yeah, you my do say this, but I wrote this yesterday, page 141. My mess is my message. Uh -huh. My failures are my future. My suffering is my story. My insecurities are my inspiration. That's right. That's it. Yeah. That's so and great. so, you know, hey, look, being vulnerable here. I've been through a lot those last years, you know, losing parents. And now it's like, how do I pull myself up? Go to that next phase. It's like, yes. You know, reading that over and over. And it's like, yes, honor those struggles, honor those yes. failures. You learn from them. You can, this will carry you forward. So I am very grateful to have read the book and to feel that inspiration and that there are people out there like you bringing this work forward and helping. I'm a big supporter of the healing arts. I love everybody in the healing arts. I want people to get this work out. It's needed. Energy work is needed. Energy yoga work is needed, right? I'm a big one on that. We were like, what are you talking about?
I'll tell you, you know, give me 30 minutes and I'll show you, right? It's an experience for sure. But I am, I I really do feel that there is a lot to be said, even just on a more serious note, there is a lot to be said about when you open up and when you become vulnerable with your story, it does allow others to do the same and it allows them to feel heard and have somewhere that they can voice it. And that really is a deeper, deeper level of healing. And right now in the world we're in, yeah, we all need this. We do. Yeah. And that's that's the stage that I always will stand on. I am not going to ask people to do anything that I wouldn't do myself. And so I'm going to be the front runner of of having those hard conversations, leaning into those vulnerabilities, being the example of facing fear and and just standing in a place of purpose and, and fighting for something that I believe in and and to be free. Um, because yeah, I mean, the times that we're in right now, it's it's so necessary. Otherwise, we're going to lose our freedom to be who we are. And so I, I I just I feel really called for that. And and that all did was cultivated from all these these steps, these little, you know, trials and tribulations and transitions and messes and fails and all the things that I I went through to like to be pretty a, a pretty fearless leader. I mean, you know, COVID was a huge time of fear, but those people that face the fear through it, watch out. Like, I'm not afraid of hardly anything now <laughs> because because I literally stood in so much, so much fear of like people telling me all the worst things that could possibly happen of losing everything and, you know, and just sitting with it. And I'm like, none of those fears came true. None of those fears came true. So it's just like, I'm not going to live in fear. I'm going to live and stand in truth. And you have to do that by being vulnerable, sharing your story, standing up for what you believe in and being that example, because who else is going to do If nobody does it, nobody's going to do it. And then everything falls. Yeah. But there is something too that goes with it in what you said. And I agree 100% with this. It's, it's walking your talk. Totally. So a lot of people can talk it, but to actually go through the experiences, be down on the floor, crying their tears out, going through that, that sweat, going through that, what the heck, right? Where is spirit when I need it? Right. But that is it. Walking your talk. If you're going to tell somebody to do it, do it yourself, you know, be there and really know what those experiences are like. And I think that's also too, why you build what you build and why people are attracted to that because it is so needed right now, right? We can't keep working the way we used to. Our healthcare system has to change too. We have to find other methods in which we can, you know, heal some of that mental illness, some of that, everything coming out of COVID, right? It's like, oh my God, I've been reading about teenage girls, and how much mental illness they're going through right now. It's like, okay, what can I do for that? Right. But we need to have these ways and we need to have yoga studios that get to the core of it. (laughs) Right. We do. Right. You you know what I mean with that? For sure. Yeah, for sure. And that's the thing is I know if people from just from my own experience, again, people have this, this sense of, I got to be ready. I have to have these certain things. I have to do, you know, just so in order to be where they want to be. Well, take it from me. You know, I moved a, a, a woman from Seattle into LA where everybody says it's so hard to make it. But all I did was stand in my truth and I stood up for something and I was authentic and true and real and vulnerable. And people started flooding to my classes because that people are seeking the truth. People are seeking freedom and they want authenticity. They want realness. 
It doesn't matter what your pedigrees are. It doesn't matter what, you know, what you have. It's like, be true to who you are. And, and people are going to come towards that more than ever now. I agree. And you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect. You can just be who you are and people embrace that more than, you know, something that is just like perfect and robotic and the same all the time. And yeah, you know, yeah, people do. I mean, that's a, I call those energy drains, right? Like people pleasing <laughs> the martyr, like all of that, they are their energy drains. Yeah. But I do think that, you know, people do need to hear this, that they do need to know how important it is to be in one's truth and that it's not always easy. It's not, Mm -mm. but the strength, like you just said, the strength that you build, right? You know, it's like, even just like start with courage, like have a little courage to stand a little bit in your truth each day, stand more and more. Right. And I think knowing our truth, yeah, right. Being able to go in, that's part of it. Being knowing when we're unhappy, you know, like, you know, Reiki, we talk about just for today, being really honest. Are you happy? Are you just there for the money? Are you really doing your purpose? Are you just there for whatever, Right. right? But that is part of it too, Lee, and really getting to that root of it. And, you know, you began to address the issues. You didn't have to, right? You could have stayed where you were, but then look at the disease and the illness that comes right. from that, Yeah. right? You'll be stuffing yes. it down, but moving forward. And then also too, the other thing is you didn't have to write your book mm-hmm. about it either. You didn't have to tell all the details, mm-hmm. but you did, Exactly. right? And even as I experienced reading it myself, it was very empowering knowing that I am shifting. I am ready to pick up roots and I can, I know I'm 65, but I can Heck keep yeah. going and just embracing that part of me, right? Like, yeah, I can. I, I have fallen <laughs> plenty of times, you know, and it's like the, you know, landing on my feet, but I do appreciate that. So where would you like to direct people to find your book and what is going on? You have a dream coming up. Yeah. I think I saw maybe. Yeah. So um, you can find me at my studios in Seattle and, and Venice. And then I have a retreat coming up in Bali in May. And yeah, that's amazing. It's going to be my second time there. It's, it's such a, a divine place, wow. especially um, in the yogic world. It's just a beautiful place. So yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Leah Zacharia and any of my websites on shefayoga.com. So all three of my yoga studios are at shefayoga.com as the landing page. So that's an easy place to find me. Okay. Um, yeah. And then my book um, scene is available on Amazon. It's also an audio book as well. So if you, if you prefer that, and then I'm in, in the making of my second book. So second one's going to be a doozy y'all. <laughs> You think, you think the first one's good. The yeah. second one is just like, it's almost, it's so wild. But I knew I was going to have a second book. I knew there was going to be more to my story, obviously. And there has been, yeah, there's been a lot in the last five years. So. Yeah, it is awesome. And you know, we didn't even really talk about your book, but I love the way you broke down mm-hmm. the five cycles, you know, the primal struggle, conform, transform, and perpetual. Like everybody goes through those first three. It's those last exactly. two, right? Not everybody exactly. chooses. So there is even form and information yes, as well yes. in your memoir, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that book ended up ended up being more of a page turner than I thought. A lot of people were like, oh my gosh, I, I read it in one day. And I was like, wait, but go back and read it again and do your own work, right? Because there is a little workbook in there because that really is, there is. was yeah. my goal is for people to, to be inspired by my story, but also see themselves in my story and do their own work, right? So that's it. Like, yeah. 
you can hear my story and be inspired by my story, but my my hope and my wish and my prayer for you is that you do your your work too, right? And so and have those yeah, hard conversations exactly, with yourself. Exactly. For sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, we'll have to have you back when you have your yes, second book sure, out. I'll keep an eye sure. on that for sure. Yes, definitely. So I do like to come back and ask a question, and we have a little bit covered it, but how do you feel? That by being seen and standing in your truth and bringing this work forward through your yoga studios and retreats, how does this empower the spirit right now? To stand in your truth and to really own who you are is to truly be free in your spirit, in your soul. Like, doesn't matter what the external sources are, it's what is within you. And that's what really keeps your soul alive and empowered is, is to be free by living in that truth. Yeah. I agree. Standing in your truth to be free. That's it. That's, That's why it. I do it. Yeah. I yeah. do sometimes say, why do I do this? But yeah, that is. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, that's what we want. We want freedom and we want love. And those two things, standing in your truth is like, that's, that's the access point, right? To get to those, to those things. So, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. So nice to meet you. And thank you for being a guest on the show today to your spirit. Yes. Thank, thank you, you so much. Namaste. Namaste. Yes, be inspired to do your work. Have those hard conversations with yourself. It is the way to freedom. To stand in your truth and own who you are is to truly be free. It's what's in you and it will keep you in love with you. Thank you again to Leah for sharing her story for helping us all feel that inspiration radiating out from her heart. Need help in creating a spiritual practice? Reach out. Schedule a call with me and let's see what that number one thing is that you can do for your spiritual practice. And if you know someone that's feeling a little down or depressed or feeling very stuck in their own life, be sure and share this episode with them. Thanks again for listening. This is your host, Tarian Hyman. To your spirit, namaste.